Good morning. Morning. Shared universe. Here we are. Um, this is Marissa Klein and Jamie Stozer of the Dreamcatchers. We're happy to be here again today, our third installment. Yep. Um, Not including our first interview, now third installment. Fourth podcast. Fourth podcast. With our first one was with our friend Carrie, who is actually in her in the other room podcasting in the same moment. Brand groupies. Um, and today we are going to jump right in here because I've been wanting, I've been sitting here thinking about what we were going to talk about, Christian. Hi, Christian. Um, our well, technician, Christian's like in on it with us. We yes. love him. Um, what we were going to talk about today, <laughs> I'm, I'm very much excited to talk about the topic that I have today because there's been so much that's happened since the last time we all spoke that reminded me of these two words or concepts that is that are super important in career search. One is intuition and the other is gut instinct. That's and three words. Intuition is one. <laughs> gut instinct is two words. I said the other has two words. Oh. Jamie. <laughs> um, so gut instinct and intuition are somewhat of the cut from the same cloth. Um, but I actually believe that one it can be a little bit more elevated than the other, depending on the situation. And as you all get to know me and Jamie, you'll know that I am a very big believer in intuition. And I've noticed in um, this most recent decade that my strong intuition has actually created a career for me, unbeknownst to me, but the world knows, the universe knows better than we do. We're just on the journey. And I want to talk about how intuition and gut instinct parlays into career search because it's super important. And um, Jamie and I have a lot to weigh in on with those two guys. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is we talk about all the time, you know, people call us like, you know, I would say that, you know, we everyone asks me what we do all the time. And as I've said on this podcast and to others often – um, 50% of my job is is working with clients and filling their jobs. And I'd say a good 50%, some days 90-10, some days 80-20 is talking to candidates. And I'd say 50% of that time even, I can't even help that candidate at that moment, right? So I don't have an opening or um, they interviewed for the job and they didn't get that job, but now it's, now what? So they just, some recruiters just say, okay, bye. You know, we add those folks to our database. We're in touch with them. We try to, you know, finagle their resume, present them for other things, think about other things. And however, in those conversations, which I'd say is, again, like almost 90% of my time sometimes, um, I think I just said 50, 90, 80 in all one breath. But <laughs> a lot of the time, 100% of my time is to um, working with candidates and and whether it's a new grad or an undergrad or somebody with 15, 20 years of experience on their resume talking about, you know, I've applied to a million jobs and, um, you know, I haven't gotten it and what's happening and what should I do? And then I have calls from friends that are like, you know, no different than being a doctor and you get that call or a lawyer and you get that call. I need a, I have a question. It's like people know that Marissa and I are recruiters and also just know we're connectors and thinkers and intuitive and dream catchers, dream catchers as we've now figured out. Um, so they'll ask us advice like all the time. And what it boils down to, I think most of the time is gut instinct. You know, the advice that we give when we're talking about this kind of stuff is if you're overthinking it, it's not meant to be. 
That's one. And two, you have to believe that anything that's supposed to happen will happen. So if you're going to get that job, you're going to get it. If you don't get it, you weren't meant to work there. So it's a very hard thing to to think about when you're going through it. You're like, okay, so what's the point of me going through? And yes, it's it's cliche to be like, everything happens for a reason and God gives us what we can handle and all the isms that I say all the time. But it's true. And if you don't believe it, then it makes the search so much harder. Um, And that goes for dating too, by the way. That's another podcast for a different day. But I tell that all the time. It is like dating. You go on these interviews. It's like going on a date. If it doesn't feel right, then it's probably not right. Um, So anyway, that being said, we had a couple examples that we wanted to share today about intuition and gut instinct and just believing that things will line up as they should. Um, So Alex Alberici, if you're out there, she says she's been listening. So hopefully she'll hear this. So Alex was my intern at Choice a few summers ago. She's also a Michigan uh, Wolverine grad, as I am, as Ming is. Um, I met her. Go blue. I am not. No. And I met her um, when she was in high school through another program that I do to welcome students into the University of Michigan that is that are from the area in New Jersey that we grew up. So I met her. She was probably about 16 years old, decide, 17 years old, deciding whether or not she was going to go to Michigan. We stayed in touch. We became friends. She became my intern. And now she's a dear friend and mentee, if you will. Um, she started her career, um, you know, in one spot and, and has really been, you know, asking me questions throughout, which has been awesome because um, I really feel like she and I have this special kind of mother-daughter, camp counselor, camper relationship. Mother-daughter. Um, I guess in, in a weird alternate universe, she could be my daughter, but probably my little sister. Um, but anyway, she called me the other night and we were talking through um, some career stuff. And one of the things I said to her is, at the end of the day, whatever's meant to be, will happen. I gave her all that advice. I was standing in the blustery wind, waiting for the ferry in Manhattan, coming back home. And next thing you know, I told her to just give it a give it a minute, take a beat, as we always say. Thank you, Jerry Pagano. And take a breath and it will work out the way it should. And literally yesterday, the day after I gave her that advice, it all lined up. But when you're going through it, it's so hard to see it that way. Um, so sometimes somebody like Marissa and I can sit there and kind of give you that advice. So she had three job offers on the table. She couldn't decide which one. One wanted to hear from her tonight. One wanted to hear from her yesterday. What do I do? How do I decide? Which one should I take? I, I don't know what to do. I just started looking in October and all of a sudden this is all lining up for me. And I said, listen, if you're meant to work at the one and you get ask them for one more day so that you can see if you get the other and they say they don't want you to wait, then you're not meant to work there. So she gave it the day. She said, I want it. I want one more day to think. And the following day, she got the offer from the place she actually wanted to work. So, and it all lined up. So it doesn't always happen that quickly and easily. Um, but I have, I'm pretty, I would say with confidence, right, Marissa, like I'd say 99% of the time, if you give it that minute to breathe, things will line up. And the place that is is being, is pressuring you for an answer is not necessarily the place that you're meant to work. Sometimes you have to give it a minute. And and it's really unfortunate that that job search and job acceptance and new careers all end up lining up um, based on timing. Um, but it is the truth. Like all of a sudden it rains, it pours. As I always say, you go on a date with somebody new and all of a sudden your ex calls. It's just the way the world works. So sometimes you just have to give a minute, trust your gut, 
and 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 take a breath. And all of a sudden things line up. Now, what Alex said, which was really funny, is she listened to our last podcast. She's like, I got three job offers during this time of year that you said I wasn't going to get any. There you go. And I was like, well, I'm happy you're listening. I never but, said I was smart. Yeah. But that's her industry. She's in tech, which is a little bit different and, and um, you know, user experience, which is way different than what we do. In fact, while she's speaking to me and reading me the job descriptions, I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm so proud of her. And it just goes to show you that sometimes you just need someone like me or Marissa or yourself or your own intuition to talk you off that ledge. And all of a sudden, just life will work out. It just does. So I'd like to tell a story about gut instinct um, and intuition tied into one of the things that I say on a regular basis, which is say yes. And I think what happens in the world in, is that people don't tap into all of their extra they close it off. And I, like I said, happen to have a lot of extra that's always on, for better or for worse. And everybody has the ability to have gut instinct. Everybody has the ability to have intuition. Everybody has the ability to say yes. They just shelter themselves from all of it sometimes. Or they overanalyze and, and, and they get, get their caught own up way. in their own their own mind, which is our ego and our mind are our biggest <sighs> Roadblocks. Yes. Yeah, roadblocks is not the word I was looking for. It's not an appropriate word for a podcast. Anyway, <laughs> um, what I wanted to say was sometimes you just need to see and create opportunity. And yes, I've been a salesperson for many years. And yes, I see where there are holes and I'm entrepreneurial in spirit. And, that, and it comes naturally to me and it doesn't necessarily come naturally to other people. But when I happen to tie that natural ability to see opportunity with my gut instinct and my intuition, I sometimes can make marriages happen. And this is not just something that belongs to me. It belongs to all of you as well. So I'm going to tell a story about a colleague, friend, neighbor, et cetera, um, local, a local story, because as I've lived now down in the Monmouth County area, my Choice Fashion and Media brand has expanded down here because Jamie and I are loudmouths, as you can tell. And um, people are starting to know down here who and what we are and, and, and how we can help. And I met a friend of mine. Her name's Emily in a kitchen of my friend Jen. Um, I don't know, party two years ago, probably two years ago. And she, Emily is an expat in the media industry. She worked at the New York Times. She had a quintessential amazing resume in an industry or a piece of the industry that was, for better or for worse, dying in many ways. And she has children and lived in Fairhaven, and the commute was brutal, and all the things that I hear on a regular basis. Same parameters, different person. And she basically wanted to pick my brain of how she could do something different. And we had a really positive conversation. And she's been doing something completely different um, for another local dream chaser um, for the last year, which, in my opinion, changed her resume and her outlook and her perspective and her energy and all the things that I believe go into job search. And about three weeks ago, I had another neighbor need my help, but on the client side. Um, indirectly, and she basically had all these openings that she's not sure how she's going to take time out of her busy day to manage the search and wasn't sure how she was going to do it, and she was posting all over social media. And, of course, as I am somebody that sees opportunity, I wrote her. 
And I reached out to her and we hashed out a conversation and I said I could help her find somebody. In fact, I had someone in mind already. And Emily didn't know that. And my other friend didn't know that, but I did. And so a year and a half later, I intuitively remembered and collected that my friend Emily could be right for this opening. And so sure enough, I ran into Emily, not ran into, she was doing something else, an event I was planning because I'm crazy. And I saw her over the weekend and I said, listen, I have something brewing for you. Um, and I'm not privy to the details yet, but my intuition says that it's going to be a fit for you. I just know it. Now, there's something to be said about saying it that way, right? To all of you, and I just hung up the phone with Ivy, actually, my Ivy, who works, our Ivy that works in our office, Choice Fashion Media in the city. And I think that the power of word is so essential because when you put out into the universe, hey, Emily, I have something brewing for you, and I believe it could turn into something. And as soon as I get the information, I'm going to come back to you for it. Isn't that better? Isn't that a better way of putting the idea out in the universe rather than, Oh, I don't never happen. Yeah, it feels I like don't it's know. not right. It just seems like it's too much. I get in my own way. I'm overanalyzing all this negative crap. This was just pure instinct, pure thought, pure. I really think this could be a connection. So sure enough, turns out, unbeknownst to me, Emily, who's been doing this freelance position for the last year, was going to be out of a job because the dream chaser that she was working for is changing paths. And I didn't know that because I would not be privy to that information at the time, but my instinct must have picked up on it. And the timing could not have been more right. And I was able to submit a few resumes to uh, my hungry friend. And sure enough, she met several people. She met Emily, and that was, for lack of a better way, love at first sight. And they were mutually um, amicable. And after a couple of conversations, she starts on Monday. And one of the best things about doing what I do is when it happens that way. But it, also that requires other people to sometimes to just be more open yes. to what you're saying. Like, you know, what you said earlier, like we have business cards now. We have five different sayings on the back of our business cards. And one of them, the, probably our favorite, is the say yes. Right. What I'm going to so, get to yeah. is the fact that Emily was a, a – Was a, open to saying yes. Open to saying yes. Her job needs and her expectations of her career were completely different than they were a year ago. When people come into our office and they come in with an agenda, I'm not here to help you with your agenda. I'm here to help you with you. Sorry, just locked eyes with Christian. Um, dear Christian, <laughs> Sorry, Christian, I'm here to help you with you. Um, but I feel like it's so interesting. If you really think about it, there's so many things in life that this is very similar to. And I think it, it mimics. You know, uh, we were in a yoga class earlier. And you're leaving, you're, you're trying to work through in meditation all the things that we are mentally blocked by. And that we're all supposed to be lights and we're all supposed to be shining our best light in whatever way we can, however we can, whether it's professionally, personally, et cetera. And we all get so thrown off with our day that we forget to have the light sparkly. And if we were all with our sparkliest light, guess what? None of us would be Miz. And by the way, I subscribe to that thought and I am sometimes underwater, not sparkly and completely dark by 930. And, <laughs> and that's in the morning. And by 930 at night, sometimes I'm half dead. But my point is, 
when you come into my office and you need my help, I can't stand it. When someone comes in and they say, I only want to do this. I only want to go interview here. I don't want to waste anyone's time. I, I, it literally, I almost want to tell someone if I were to really be able to speak my truth, get out. Because after all these years, the people that I have brought so much joy to are the people that come into my office and understand the process, mm-hmm. understand and trust the journey, understand that saying yes and trusting instinct and going outside of your comfort zone and knowing that you're on your path is the way to get to your next step. Now, there are a lot of things involved in getting a job. I get it. You got rent. You got mortgage. You got salary. You got kids. You've got friends. You got boyfriends. You got neighborhoods you don't want to work in. You've got agendas. I don't want to cross Fifth Avenue. I don't want to be on the Upper West Side. I don't want to work in Tribeca. The commute's too bad. Whatever. There's a lot of no, right? My point is, is someone like Emily had already come to terms with her situation and knew that her focus was going to be different. And in order to be able to make choice that is the one that she's starting on Monday, she had to go through a process in order to get there. So sometimes people just aren't ready to see that there are other things to do or be a different version of who they thought they were supposed to be. Um, And I find that when you come into me, usually it's because your instinct says you need more help, right? That's your gut instinct. When you go to an agency, you need more help. You're not doing it well on your own, okay? So usually, and by the way, there are staffing firms out there that will help you and they could give two craps if you have an agenda and they don't care if you say no because you are a machine to them and how they make money. I want to interject here too. I think yeah. one of the things that's really important to share is as you keep referencing, um, which I understand why because I do as well, that these people are coming to us, they're coming to us, they're coming to us. But at the end of the day, I'm sure I'm going – I'm willing to bet that a lot of these listeners maybe have never gone into a staffing agency but they have been contacted oh, yeah, by a solicited. So, Mm -hmm. for example, I have a candidate that I am submitting right now for a position in PR um, for a girlfriend of mine here in um, the Monmouth County area that runs her own PR firm. She came to me, and I actually overheard her talking about needing help, and I basically attacked her. Saw opportunity and approached. Erica, Livy, and Ryan, hi. I hope you're listening. I saw her at drop-off at the nursery school, and I heard her saying that she needs help at her office, and I essentially attacked her. I'm like, hi, I'm Jamie. What can I do to help you? And <laughs> so I, um, I have this candidate who wasn't actively looking. I solicited her. She had all of the skills, and she worked at a competitor and the whole thing, and I went after her, and she was like, ugh. Like, recruiters contact me all the time and, like, nothing happens and it's frustrating and, like, I, you know, sometimes I do get interviews, sometimes I don't. I'm like, listen, if that girl has not – did not say yes to my contact, um, then she wouldn't have an interview next week, which she does. So sometimes you just have to take that minute and be like, you know what? All right. You know, because there's no real harm, as as people always say to me, like, I don't want to waste time. I don't want to waste any time. No, there's never harm in having a conversation with someone. Nothing is ever a waste of time. If nothing else, you go in and you meet them and you have a good conversation and you're well-connected for something new. Or, for example, with this example that Marissa's talking about, you know, 
It's also just being open to the help. So like sometimes you're like sitting at your desk and you're just Ms. and you get a contact from somebody and some days you're like, I don't want to hear from this person. And some days you don't even check your LinkedIn. So you don't even look to see if anybody's contacting you. When by the way, you might have a whole inbox of opportunity that you're saying no to by just not checking your LinkedIn. So if you really are unhappy or you're on the fence or you're indifferent or you're not sure what's next, you need to open up. And that means open your LinkedIn inbox. See if you have contacts from recruiters. You know, say yes to meetings from people. Put yourself out there. Put your energy out there, your good energy into the universe, and it will return yourself to you. I said that something like that last week or last podcast, and I really believe it. I repeat it all the time because if you are closed – to this opportunity that Emily was presented, to an opportunity if the hiring manager was closed off to the fact that, you know what, Emily doesn't really have the right experience. She worked at the New York Times. It's not right. If these people were closed, this girl would not be starting on Monday. Yep. And you know what? Sometimes they need a Marissa or a Jamie to open them up. Or sometimes you just need to take that, like I said before, take that minute and be like, you know what? What harm is there in being positive? What harm? There's zero harm. And so as we all were taught at, as in kindergarten, it takes more effort to be mean. So it takes more effort to be closed in this case. It's easier to just be open and say yes. So as Marissa just alluded to, we are in yoga this morning with Tootsie, our favorite, who we mentioned a few times already. And she was talking about the bucket that sits next to all of us on our yoga mat, where sometimes that bucket is light as a feather and we're skipping around. Lydia, what did she say? Little Red Riding Hood style with that bucket. (laughs) I'm so happy I have nothing in my bucket. And then other times you have like soaking wet towel blankets in that bucket. And then she said, what did she say? She goes, and then a boulder falls from the ceiling. And splashes And splashes the water By the way, I laughed out loud during that moment. Me too. So my point is, you know, not always are we just happy-go-lucky. And other times we're really miserable at work and sometimes we're light and sometimes our bucket is really light and sometimes our bucket is really heavy. But if we say no to help, to meetings, to interviews, to anything, we're just closing ourselves off to opportunity. So, you know, as we're entering into a new year, we talked a lot last time about being thankful and we talked a lot about, you know, being present and trying to make the best use of this time of off and these these weeks of of kind of lightness at work. As we enter into a new year, try to practice the the what we, what we're preaching, which is to say yes and just be open and and things will return it and themselves to you. And also to use your intuition. If you feel when, you, when you're in a conversation with somebody, there is an inside voice. We all have one. So if you feel like, huh, you know what? They might have an opportunity for me that I'm interested in hearing about or would want to learn more about. And you hear that little voice, honor it. Honor it. Um, and or if someone presents something to you, listen, by the way, I just have obviously made a, a living on saying yes. But there are times in life where it's not the right time. Mm-hmm. Like when you just got a raise or when your boss is going on maternity leave. Whoops, I did that. Yeah. There, I mean, Sorry, I Mary Beth. I, I'm not just trying to give like specific examples because obviously I can poke Swiss cheese holes in every single example I give because I'm a salesperson. But in all fairness, your intuition is your guiding light. And the voice inside, when it's clear and everything is all stripped down, knows what to do. If you are unhappy – you can solve it. If you feel frustrated, you can look elsewhere. The, the The truth is, is you have all the tools and the skills. And honestly, if people knew what to do 
with their resumes, with their career search, if they knew what to do in general with what we did, we wouldn't have anything to do all day. So I'm like happy all of you are clueless. Um, (laughs) But at the same time, I just would like to be able to use this podcast to empower everybody to remind yourselves you have what you need. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, is if you want something different, you can go get it. It sometimes comes with a large dose of reality, however. And that's where I say gut instinct and intuition comes in parlays. Sometimes you have to take a moment and you have to work doing something completely different and underpaid for a year. And you have to leave your agenda at the door. And I don't care that you were an SVP before if you don't want to be an SVP. SVP anymore, shut that F up. Mm-hmm. If you don't want that power, sorry, I didn't mean to curse, but if you don't want that power and you don't want that responsibility and you don't want that commute anymore, you can't get upset when you change your resume and you go to interview something for something that's completely junior that your salary is going to be half of it. You've got to be ready. You've got to be able to accept your situation. Anyway, the point of all of this in general um, is obviously we come in here um, as what we call the dream catchers and talking about all this spiritual connection to career, which is funny in general, but career and job is so important in our lifestyle and actually on the East Coast, probably even more essential than anywhere else because we can't do anything without a job around here because it's so expensive to live here. Um, we talk about side hustle. We talk about all these different things all the time. But what I wanted to remind everybody or the reason why we're doing all this is because I'm practicing what I'm preaching. I've been putting people to work for 15 years. Jamie's been doing it for almost as long under different roofs. And sometimes even me, I need something a little bit different and exciting. And here I am talking to all of you, and I find it exciting. And I find it inspirational. And I find that, you know, and all of you, hopefully it's more than four people and the six people that we just shouted out. Um, <laughs> Christian's listening. And, and you know, I think that in general – it's time to 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 ignite some awareness that we've got our own we all have our own shit going on and job and money is a big part of that shit and Jamie and I are really good at figuring out other people's shit not always that good at figuring out our own shit and I've cursed you, a lot of times. You apologize for cursing, and now, and now I'm you dropped. Just, now I'm just a gutter just, mouth. <laughs> it just like feels right. Truck feels driver, right. left and right. It feels right. And you know, I needed this, or I wanted to do this because I feel like there's a void for all of the people that come into my office. I feel like they're just so blah, and they need a lot from Jamie and I, and we can't always give it. So if we can do it this way, and I can send this link and be like, oh, by the way, you should listen to this podcast I did on by the way, we're never gun instinct. <laughs> we're never going to have any more meetings because I'm just going to say no. to these fools when they come in and be like, just here, listen to this link. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're not, not a fool. She didn't mean that. I'm just kidding. But my point is, Marissa and I always joke that literally you could rewind and repeat, rewind and replay, rewind and replay every single thing we say because – But it's so true that so many people out there need to hear it. And it's been years and years and years. And with the technology advances and it doesn't matter what level, there's so many people out there that need this light turned on that we feel like. Professional hug. Yep. We feel like this podcast could potentially be something. Professional kick in the knees. 
that we could send as a link and be like, listen to this. This will help. Um, you know, I, I made my own husband listen to it recently because I thought he could benefit from some of the things that we've been saying. I'm like, you should be listening to this anyway, but you're because you're supporting me, but you also should listen to this. Um, but it's the truth. Uh, you know, that I know that we have some followers that have been listening since the beginning and it's awesome. Um, but we're hoping it continues to grow so that more and more people can listen and hear just that, like Marissa said, a professional hug, that you're not alone, that it's okay, and some tools that you can be using to, you know, to get through. And also, like we mentioned a couple of times ago, in the new year, our hope and goal is to interview some folks locally and in general that have caught that dream in a maybe non-traditional way. Yes. Um, so that's my gut instinct. Yep. My gut instinct is that all of you would like to hear stories of people much like you that have had a professional journey that you're inspired by. So think Shark Tank mixed with brand groupies, mixed with how I built this, how I built this, mixed with how about just a regular old person that you love that you sit next to on the commute and you want to know what their story is. Yeah, because the reason why I love how I built this for example is is he talks to the creators of brands that we all know, right? So like, how did LinkedIn start? How did um, Melissa and Doug get it started? How'd they get their funding? And it's fascinating. And not to take anything away from it, because it's probably one of my main inspirations for this, is like Marissa said, sometimes it's not even about like, you know, the creator of, um, you know, bar three. It's more so the person next to you that's running the, the small studio in town. Like, how are they doing it? Or how are they hustling. And it's fascinating because for most of us, although a lot of those folks that are doing something on such a large scale are so inspirational, so is the person that's hustling left and right, right here under our own noses. That's a neighbor, a friend, like you said, somebody next to you on the bus or boat, you know, and it's, it's really fascinating to see how, you know, um, people are living their lives and, and catching their dreams in, traditional and non-traditional ways. And I think it might be really interesting for our listeners to hear that. And personally, I'd love to hear it myself. And not not only that, I, I think there's so much in the media about the really sexy jobs. You know, our friends, people that we've worked alongside or been or known professionally or personally in the last 20 years, whether they're inspirational leaders at brands like SoulCycle or places you have brand crushes. I, I love all those people, but I kind of want to hear about, you know, the regular people, the people yeah. that come into my office and aren't in, you know, the the focal uh, the focal point of the whole world. What about you? How do you how do how do how do you get up every day? How did you motivate? What was your journey? How did you figure out how to interview? You know, how did you get that job? What's your what's your high points? What's your low points? What is it that you want next? How do you get through the commute? What's the grind like? I mean, these are real life things. You know, yep. it's we can sit there and we can put all this attention on the fancy fun stuff. You know, we were just talking about this. Jamie, Jamie's one of Jamie's passions. How many times can we say the University of Michigan without getting struck by lightning? Um, one of Jamie's passions is this this program that she's tried to cultivate or like more networking for University of Michigan here in the on the East Coast. And she did it with students and she's also done it with college kids. And we were part of something that was so awesome last year called the UMFF Met. 
UMFMS, which is a fashion program or basically— Michigan Fashion Media Summit. Yes, a summit because, oddly, University of Michigan does not have a fashion program. So all these kids that have a desire to work in our crazy industry can't get there, even with such an incredible pedigree degree, without really, really using their old-school tools of networking. And we went to this incredible opportunity and saw all these amazing speakers. Must have been about 300 kids there. Yes. That want to work in fashion have no idea how. all of these really, what you would call fancy, amazing people. Like Olivia Palermo was there. Yes. Like as a closer. Yes. Like really very high level VPs, SVPs, CEOs, CMOs of huge Huge organizations. Talking about their day-to-day, talking about their business, talking about what they do. And and it was very, very... amazing and inspirational, but very top line. And then Jamie and I sit there and I'm like, I want to dig deeper. I want to actually tell these kids, how do they get this job? Because you walk out of these summits with all these inspirational people, or you listen to a TED Talk, or you you know, watch a program, or you're inspired by an entrepreneur, but that's not the actual story. Yeah, like, how do you how'd get, they get it? Yep. Well, how'd you get your resume there? How'd you get your interview? I'd love to talk to the kids that graduated from that program last year and, and interview them on how they got their their sea legs in New York, considering they had done all this work and they had to probably go back to being a sales assistant or an intern until they got paid. I want the real stuff. The real stuff is what you all need to hear because the fancy stuff or the CEO stuff or the stuff of the newspapers and social media, it's not for most of us. It's not for most of us, and it's hard to stay focused and inspired when you're caught up in crap that's not relevant to you and, and frankly, sometimes unattainable um, because what's portrayed in what we see is not actually the truth on how they get there. Um, you know, and I think, I think that segueing into or interviewing people, um, and I'm very much looking forward to interviewing a friend of mine who has an incredible, impeccable career and has worked for Facebook and has worked for um, Refinery29 and is now working for Twitter. I will keep her nameless at this point. Everyone can figure out who that um, is. But not everyone. <laughs> not everyone. But I will eventually interview her because to me, she is a powerhouse and has made all these decisions and has gotten where she is today because she has listened to her instinct and and listened to her intu- intuition and has made solid choices. And you know what? She's not the person that you see. Well, sometimes you do. But she's not the person that you see on Instagram. She's the person behind the Instagram. And by the way, those are the people. That's the stuff you want to know. How did you get that job? How do you how do you professionally find fulfillment, get paid, and rule whatever world it is that you want to rule and do it without feeling like crap, without missing your kids, without not getting, you know, fulfillment, without feeling like you're working 80-hour weeks? It's the miracle of life professionally, frankly. And that's what I'd love to be able to zero in on for other people to listen to. How did we get here? That's deep. But and I how mean, do professionally. you get there? And how do you get there? So, and what tools do you need in order to follow their suit? And how do you bundle yourself up professionally, emotionally, socially? All of the things that we need to do in order to be who we need to be in this world that's coming up. I mean, frankly, I need to be on these podcasts because Generation Z, that's the generation, right? I have no idea. Generation What's Z. Next? I have no idea. Is that what you are? I think. Are you, I think you are too. 
Uh, whatever the next generation is, is going to get all of their information from these kind of ways. So if I'm not speaking, you're not hearing, and then I can't make money and I can't feed my kids who are a generation I don't even know what. <laughs> so Also, by the way, everybody in Generation Baby Boomer is like, oh, Jamie, I heard your radio show. <laughs> I'm like, you guys, it's called a podcast. <laughs> I'm like, I'm happy to do a radio show, though. I'm like, is this a radio show? I guess, right? I feel like we were we were born to be on this. We I know, just right? need to have people that are listening. Marissa so, and I both wanted to be fit, uh, uh, like on camera, like back in the day, and no, a journalist was, as a journalist. So here we are. I never wanted to be famous, but I did want to be a newscaster. And then I got really intimidated and scared about all of the travel. I also wanted to be was, a newscaster and I wanted to be famous. So I, you know what? Maybe we're doing it like this. I actually Here we are. Was, it actually makes a lot of sense. Live that you want to be famous Hashtag and I wanted to be dream. a newscaster. Yep. So all right, we should wrap it up. Yep. So I'm Marissa Klein of NVN News. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Northern Valley News. I was a sportscaster, <laughs> which is actually hilarious. Um, Northern Valley is Bergen, Bergen County. I went to NVOT. And I reported on their sports. Yep. In 1996. Oh, my God. You're very old. Christian wasn't born. Actually, it was not 1996. It was 1993 and four. Oh, my God. That's it. I'm done. Wrap it up. I'm 95. 95. There it is, Christian. when you were born. Christian was a glimmer. You were born. Marissa was on NVN. That's disgusting, actually. Um. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. By the way, while Marissa was doing that, I was starring as Miss Hannigan and Annie, and I didn't have a mic. Yeah, she because I was that loud. She does yeah, not. Yeah, it's a hard not like. It is a hard knock life. Little girls, little girls. I don't. Just to that. <laughs> I love the best. I love the best. That was a that was a good reprise, right? Yeah. Don't get me started. I'll get I'll get fully involved. Um, okay. All right. So hopefully next time you hear from us, I'll have a guest. I don't know who that guest is going to be, but I'm going to listen to my intuition and gut instinct and I'll nail one. And then I'll come up with questions that I'll find interesting. And if you're listening to this and you have someone that you want me to interview, tell me. Obviously, it has to be someone I can actually attain. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I would love that. Like somebody local that you, local that you want to know, understand, like, you know, how they do what they do as a day to day. Like and a, how normal, they got there. a normal friend of a friend. Totally. Give it to me. We're going to make normal, mundane life interesting right here. Here it is. Okay. It's happening. All right, Thank everyone. You. Bye.